All right, I'm done. All right. Welcome to episode 22 of the Small Talk Podcast with the Smalligan Real Estate team. Today we're here with Deb Oliviera, uh, owner of FemPro Business Society and more businesses that I'm sure we'll dive into later. Welcome to the podcast today, Deb. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So what is uh, FemPro Business Society? It is a group of women in business. Um, we are also known as Drop. GR Boss Faves. On oh, I've seen that. Okay, that's more familiar. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. So, FemPro Business Society is GR Boss Faves. Wow. Um, so, GR Boss Faves is this group of entrepreneur women uh-huh. um, or leaders in business, a place that we believe in community over competition, and we're all there to help each other in business uh, grow as a person and grow our businesses. Um someone who is farther along in business to be able to pass back that baton and help someone else come up with them. Sure. I'm sure it's, uh, you know, you are the product of the five people you're around most. And if you're around other people and businesses that you can learn from, I'm sure that that um, brings everybody up, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So where would somebody sign up or learn about your organization? By going to femprosociety.com. So we also offer courses in there to help along with that whole growth process as entrepreneurs, um, because I definitely believe in that we should continue growing and learning more. So we have courses in there um, on top of the group. So you can join the group from the website. Um, And then we also have like a shop in there for different business templates um, to make things a little bit easier. Okay. So what was your inspiration to start uh, FemPro Society? That's actually the funny part. It was it was made by an accident. Oh. Well, <laughs> it was, sometimes the good things are, right? Yeah. So about four or five years ago, it started off as just this Galentine's brunch that was going to be a one-off event, right? Um, and then myself and, and one other person are, were the ones that was putting on this event. Um, we kept being told over and over and over again that this needed to become a thing. And we're like, well, it's not a thing. So we were both business owners. So we made it into a thing, um, which is where the GR Boss Faves Facebook group came from. And it just kind of really took off and grew from there over the last four or five years. Okay. So, um, what would be your businesses that you've started or the thing that where where you make your money? Ooh, good question. So I I am a business coach. Um, yeah. I have been in business personally for 15 years, and then I'm also a brand photographer. So I help businesses with visual identity to be able to attract their ideal clients. So I kind of meshed the two lives of I absolutely love business and coaching. And then I also have been doing photography for since I was 11. Okay. Uh, So most of my life. Um, And so I combined those two under DebOliviera.com. Okay. And then how how has this been impactful to your clients? Like how have you helped some of your, your business clients with this boss babes? Like how have they kind of meshed together? Yeah. So they kind of mesh together by creating that community. So even if I am not the right coach or right photographer for someone, there's this entire community that we can reach out to and I can kind of refer 
to other photographers or other coaches in the area from this group or even outside of the group because I'm all about community and growing that community aspect. So starting in like as a photographer um, at 11, how did you get into brand photography? Like how do you make that transition from maybe taking portraits or landscaping? Like now you're a brand photographer. How did, how did you make that decision? Honestly, so just right now, I, with you asking this, I realized, oh my goodness, the fluke that happened with creating Jira Boss Babes is what led me to doing brand photography. Whereas before I owned a wedding company where we did everything Mm -hmm. except for bartending and catering. And I stepped away from that after I had a significant life event where I was like, I don't want to be gone from my kids every weekend, every night. Um, So I switched into working with businesses, which is already where my heart was with the group, which started as a fluke. Um, And that grew into just working primarily with businesses because I wanted to see them succeed. And that was the way that I was able to help. That's awesome. So like your uh, business clients now, are they like local businesses? Like who would be some of your uh, brands that you uh, photography, do photography for? Yeah. So... As of right now, all of my clients have been around the West Michigan, primarily Grand Rapids area, because like, this is home. (laughs) So most of my clients come from the Grand Rapids surrounding area, um, whether that's photography or with coaching. Okay. So brand photography, are you taking pictures of um, like things are selling or what what types of uh, photography are you doing? So I will sit down with it with a company, either the owner or whoever is managing the marketing area of that business. Sit down and talk to them about where is your business right now and where is it that you want to go? So this is kind of where the coaching also comes in. Yeah, kind of all together. Yeah, I'm not just a photographer. I want to know where your business is at right now, visually and goals-wise, where you're going. Like what promos do you have coming up? What events? And then we're going to make sure that that photo shoot is going to cover all those things for the next three months, six months, 12 months. Um, Cause we do have memberships when it comes to the coaching and photography for the three months, six months, 12 months. Um, because we want to make sure that we are serving them well, serving these companies well, that mm-hmm. what we're producing is going to um, get them more clientele and that it's speaking directly to their ideal audience. Yeah. So um, Ben pros, you're a business coach, you're a brand photographer. What else, what else do you do, Deb? Um, so I do have a photography studio, but my associate Bregan, uh, she's kind of transitioning, taking all of that over so that I can go more into the role as a brand, curated brand photographer and coaching and having the group. So my photography studio, I'm kind of you know, handing off the baton, so to speak, to Bregan. You business coached her into running a photography studio. Yes. So I love my Bregan. Um, she started with me, I think she was 17. I did her senior photos and she was in school or after she graduated, she went to GRCC for photography and she came to me for some like graphic design stuff. She's like, Hey, can I work with you? And now she is in her twenties and has been working with me for the past few years. Um, so on top of Snap Studio, so that's a studio. Uh, I also own a not-for-profit called okay. Esther Freya, which is named after my daughter who passed away. Oh. Um, 
And we send care kits to mothers after they've experienced pregnancy loss, stillbirth, or infant loss. That's tough. And it's really a needed uh, thing that you're doing. So it's a very challenging time, I'm sure, for other people. But for you to carry your daughter's memory on in that way, it's, that's touching. That's awesome. Yeah. So we have a shop with Aster Freya where all of the proceeds go back into Aster Freya so that we can continue sending these care kits to moms. Okay. Um, sounds like a lot of your businesses kind of overlap with each other. Is that intentional? Um, I think it just kind of happens. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, um, and then what areas do you kind of focus on in business or do, is it really anybody that's an entrepreneur you're looking for? Is there a specific type of business that you would say you, uh, focus on? Good question. So I primarily work with moms and I help them create a system in their business and not just their business, but also their life. And I primarily work with moms because like, that's, that's what I know. Yeah. Um, I've been able to create this life that I absolutely love creating that work-life balance while running four businesses while also being a hands-on mom. And so I sit down with typically female entrepreneurs and help them create that work-life balance um, by creating systems in their business to make sure that they're, business is not 100% reliant on them, mm -hmm. that they have a system in their business that the business can run without them. So that if they want to take a day off to go spend it with their kids or go on vacation or something, that they can do both. Mm -hmm. they, they can have it all. So um, it sounds like you've done a lot of different businesses and uh, you know not every business always succeeds. What was the first business that you uh, started? And uh, tell me about that one. Well, if you want to know about the first business, um, okay, so this one's actually just funny. Um, I was raised as an entrepreneur's kid. So my dad and his brother owned a business together. So my cousins and I would go to work with our dads. And How old? Um, like we, as early as we could, we were going to work with dad. Okay. <laughs> um, and as early as my cousin Jill and I could grasp business, we decided that we were going to sell weeds to our dad's customers as they were coming into the office. It's legal now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like weeds from no, outside. No, I know. I'm just being funny. <laughs> um, so that was our first business. Uh, but my first actual business was photography. I started out as a family photographer and that was following in the footsteps of my older brother and my uncle. Okay. My first business, actually, I bought um, 16 gumball machines from my uncle that didn't want them anymore. They were in, they were a mess, but, um, bought 16 gumball machines. I think we ended up making six or seven good functioning gumball machines. And then I found businesses to place them in and, uh, it worked out until someone would call and say my quarters jammed in there. And I had to ask my mom to give me a ride up to the, you know, the bowling alley to, fix a gumball machine. So that's awesome. I think that, you know, starting at a young age and getting that um, kind of going, it will lead to like future, like excitement about building a business. Do you do that with your kids now? Do you kind of involve them in your business? Absolutely. It was the reason why I wanted to become an entrepreneur is because I saw the flexibility that it gave my dad growing up. Like I had the opportunity growing up that I could go to work with dad or 
you know, he could leave in the middle of the day. I was also a homeschool kid. Yeah. Um, he could leave in the middle of the day and take me out to lunch. Like he was able to be there and be involved. Um, and I knew from kind of a young age that I wanted to have the same for my kids someday. And thankfully I've been able to do exactly that. Like my daughter, um, both of them, I have a one-year-old and a six-year-old. Both of them, by two weeks old, they were coming to the studio or to the office with mom. Um, they hit that toddler age where they can't really come to the office with mom so much. Yeah. Um, but my daughter is now six, almost seven, and so she's starting to come back again, and she absolutely loves it. Like she uh, doesn't like that mom works while she's at school because she feels like she's missing out on fun because she just wants true. to come. Yeah, she yeah. just wants to come to work with mom. Yeah. So like with me, I, I don't think my kids realize, um, how lucky they have it a lot of times, like have, like you're having your dad that was able to take time off and, um, have a flexible schedule. Like not everybody has that. Right. And my kids, I, I don't think they quite understand, um, that what they have isn't normal, right? Like that Mm -hmm. I can take time off to go on trips with them or, um, come to school events or coach the, the Lego robotics for, you know, eight weeks at their school. Like not everybody can have that type of flexibility. And I, I worry like, like that, that they don't appreciate it sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's a weird kind of dynamic and how to explain that to your kids in a way that they know how lucky they have it without taking it for granted at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I would say they'll probably notice that when they get older. That they'll look back yeah. and be like, oh, like I see all that dad was like able to be there for. Like that's rare. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my my daughter actually uh, took one of my business cards and colored a picture over it. I'm sure Jeremy can find it and put it on the, the podcast. But then wrote best realtor in Grand Rapids over top of. So I, maybe maybe that's a, a sign that if she'll be a future realtor or business owner or something. But um, yep. it's it's uh, you know our, our kids are paying attention to us and they they look up to us whether we know it or not, right? So you yeah. you you bring in your daughter at two months old or two weeks old. Two weeks. Um, <laughs> it's uh, you know an early start, but I think they they look up and they're watching. So that's cool that you're able to do that. Yeah. So. Um, where do you live? I right now live over on the lake shore, okay. um, in like the Ferrysburg, Norton Shores area. Okay. Um, but you know what? I'm actually house hunting. So right. trying to come back to Grand Rapids. Back to Grand Rapids. Yes. Are you, uh, <laughs> is there a specific area in Grand Rapids that you kind of have your eye on? No, just okay. Grand Rapids in general. Um, I moved out to the lake shore last October, but it was very temporary. Okay. Um, because... All of my like friends and my clients are here, so I need to come back over here. Are you looking um, for anything specific, like uh, an area of Grand Rapids or like a type of house or Um, what's bringing you back just besides your clients? Like, have you lived here before? Yeah. So I was originally living here, um, although I am from the lakeshore. Okay. Um, But I was living out here, which is how... GR Boss Babes and FemPro and yep. all of my clients ended up being here, um, which is what's drawing me back here. Um, but just Grand Rapids and the area, I feel like Grand Rapids has so much going on and there's so many opportunities and a lot of connections can be made here. That's um, true. Like I'm driving out here almost every day. So 
save the gas and just move back. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's growing and there's always, you know, more opportunities. And, you know, if you're, business and life kind of revolves around Grand Rapids. It makes total sense that you're thinking about coming back. So um, what are some of your like hobbies or activities or things that you like to do in Grand Rapids? Hmm. So I absolutely love break room therapy. Have you been to it yet? No. (gasps) Okay. So it's a super. But I can guess what what it's about. Yeah. Like breaking (laughs) things, right? It is. Um, So Dawn is the owner and I've gotten to know her and so I got to go check out her space a few times and Mm -hmm. so I absolutely love doing that um or also like the trails that we have out here like Proven Trails Mm -hmm. um like mountain biking are you into that no I'm okay so then the trails you're doing like the walking ones yeah okay or also we have like some of the best restaurants down here in yeah. Grand Rapids and there's new ones all the time like just, yeah it's like I I hear about something new I'm like how did I not know that was there already so yeah uh, pretty exciting um that's what I think I love about Grand Rapids is that there's so many experiences that you can have here yeah, so the World of Winter, um, that's getting ready to open back up in downtown Grand Rapids. And I remember last year, I don't know if you checked it out, but they had, like, oh. a giant inflatable rabbit. It was, like, art decoration stuff and all downtown um, in front of Gerald R. Ford and on the Blue Bridge. They, they put out all types of, like, interactive art. Um, and uh, I'm excited for that to kind of start back up. And I'm a big Griffins fan, too, so just going to games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Grand Rapids has a lot to offer for sure. Or the zoo. Like, I frequent the I zoo a lot. I have been there in a long time. Yeah. Like, with my girls, as like, young as they are, we love going to the zoo and actually, like, remembering the animals' names. And then, so it's kind of this cool thing to be yeah. able to keep going back and, like, like, oh, yeah, we remember that bird or whichever animal it is. Like, you feel like you get to know them a bit. Yeah. Yeah. There's, um, I remember when they got the, uh, was it the gorilla exhibit? Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big deal. Like people would go down and um, kind of get to know the different gorillas there. It's been a while since I've checked that out, but the zoo is definitely uh, something to uh, be proud of as far as Grand Rapids. Did Absolutely. you know there's a sixth grade school at the zoo? No. Yeah. So um, I had a kid go through it. I actually went to the zoo uh, school when I was in sixth grade. And um, it's, it's an awesome school. And it's another thing I love about Grand Rapids. So there's actually... Um, several um, specialty schools in the Grand Rapids area. So there's a school at Blanford Nature Center, and there's also a yes. school at the zoo. Um, and there's one at um, City, which is at the museum. There's schools all over, and most of them are for the sixth graders. So at the sixth grade level, they have um, choices that you can kind of leave the school that you're at and go into one of these specialty schools for a year. And the zoo is one of them, and it was a lot of fun for me. But, yeah, it's – um. Something that's cool about Grand Rapids. Yeah. So I was just going to say, like, that's exactly why Grand Rapids is amazing, yeah. is all these opportunities and experiences. Yeah. Um, I I thought it'd be cool, you know, going to zoo school. I thought you'd get to hang out with the monkeys, but it, it was more we got to learn about learn about the monkeys and um, clean up after them. So that was, that oh. was part of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, if somebody were to come to visit you from out of town, what would be the first thing you'd say you have to check this out? Definitely the beach, um, depending on where they're coming from. If they're not coming from Lake Michigan anyways, like, you have to visit Lake Michigan. 
Um, we have some of the absolute best trails. So whenever I have friends like come in town, I'm like, okay, all right, we're doing a morning hike. Yeah. <laughs> um, or even checking out some of the restaurants, especially the ones downtown Grand Rapids. Um, like I absolutely love Barrios um, or Sanchez, Social Misfit. Um, like just checking out all that Grand Rapids has to offer. The or West Michigan, ones, right? Yeah. Yes. So that's awesome. So you have all these businesses and social life and two daughters, right? Yeah. Um, how do you maintain like a healthy work-life balance? Like how do you create like a, a time for everything? Um, so it's being very intentional. So this is actually what I coach on. All right. So well, really good I'm question. Get a lesson here. Right. Um, it is being very intentional about where I'm spending my time. Um, it means that my business is the tool that gets me the life that I want. So here's the life that I want and being very clear about that. And my business is the tool that gets me there. Um, so being able to live intentionally and that makes means making bucket lists with my daughter, at least my six-year-old at this point, because she's old enough to make a bucket list for every single season and the things that we want to do, like the fun things around the area. But also on top of living intentionally, it is creating this ecosystem. So having the team put in place um, for your business and your life. So that means having, you know, maybe you have a nanny uh, for your kids or babysitter, you know, someone who is helping mm -hmm. with them um, during the times that you're working or when it comes to your business, like having the right team in place is what is able to help you create that work-life balance. Like I know personally, there are so many times that I call on, you know, my Bregan <laughs> that I mentioned earlier and I'm like, hey, Bregan, I need you to take this task, this one and this one to get it off my plate and that frees up my time so that I am able to go spend that time with my daughters. Um, but it's also being very clear about communications and tasks and just creating a very clear system between your life and your business. Yeah, and just um, having leverage, right? So having uh, help for the things that you're not maybe the best at or bringing people in. Um, I've been struggling with that too for the last couple of years, but just figuring it all out and getting help and um, that's awesome that you are, you know, mastering that to have four businesses and kids and a life on top of that. So um, what was uh, one of the things that was on your most recent bucket list with your daughter? Like what was one of the big activities that you did recently? So we were actually doing it this weekend. All right. Yeah. So we're going to, I heard that Cabela's has Santa. So we're going to schedule to go see Santa at Cabela's and okay. then we're going to go to the LMCU ballpark um the light Light show yeah yes and then we have a big weekend <laughs> um and then we are also going to go swimming at double J wow yeah so you better <laughs> make sure you have a schedule for that one yes um so uh Cabela's Santa you think he's gonna like show up in camouflage or <laughs> like what type of Santa oh I don't know um I had a couple people that suggested to check out the Santa at Cabela's. Okay. So, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Well, that's, that's still the Cabela's in Granville, yes. I assume. Okay. That's awesome. Let me know how that goes. And sounds like you have a busy weekend ahead of you. Yes, absolutely. So, cool. So, you have a podcast, right? I do. And you're going to be a guest on it. I'm excited. So, yeah. what, what type of content are we talking about? Are we talking about Legos? I'm into Legos. I mean, we can definitely talk about Legos. <laughs> Um, so I have two podcasts, um, 
One is uh, just kind of natural conversations with business owners, um, and that and that one is FemPro. So the name of it is FemPro Women in Business, sure. but um, we welcome everyone in because we all have knowledge um, and we all bring something to the table. Uh, and then I also have a podcast called She's Killing It, which is secrets of serial entrepreneurship. And that one I do with Alicia Shoemaker. She owns Flamingo uh, Marketing Agency. Okay. And are you actually sharing secrets or is this stuff that like everybody would know or whose secrets are these? <laughs> so it is our own experiences That's awesome. as serial entrepreneurs. Um, she has owned multiple businesses. We've hit points you know, because I've owned multiple businesses and you hit a point where sometimes it's the decision to close a business. Mm. And so we talk very candidly about our entire experience and past business partners that didn't really work out. Um, kind of so we can share our experience and some of the the pain points so that someone else doesn't have to do the same thing or go through the same things. Um, but then also ways that they can do it themselves. So okay. once you create the system, you can duplicate it. It makes it so much easier. Yeah, learning from others' mistakes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't reinvent the wheel. Don't do it. So speaking <laughs> of that, um, let's say somebody's thinking about starting a podcast. What would be tips that you would have for someone thinking about doing that? Um, when I first wanted to start my podcast, and I don't know about you, I like I went to Google, and I felt super overwhelmed, and I'm like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. So yeah. I just started very simply. Um, I I use Anchor, like that's the platform that okay. I have for, um, like publishing my mm -hmm. podcast, and then I record on a good mic. Make sure that you have a space that is free of like echoes and a lot of noise, and then record with your computer. Okay, and it's just that easy. Yeah, I mean that's like the most basic that you can get. Okay. Um, so yeah, like when I, when I got started, I needed all the equipment and everything. And I think Google was a good reference for me too, but I know a lot of people start with a lot less than what we had getting started. And, um, it sounds like, you know, it, it's definitely possible, right? You got two podcasts now going and, um, and, uh, you know, the, the, you didn't know anything kind of before getting started. You just kind of did it on your own, right? So yes, I am very much a believer of it. Doesn't have to be perfect. It you just have to start. <laughs> and so my podcast is like prime example of that. At least the first one. She's killing it. That's a whole production. Um, but the Fem Pro Women in Business podcast is very much a. I want to do a podcast. Cool. What's the simplest way we can do it? And just do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> didn't so have to be perfect. Um, Gary V talks about his first podcast, right? Yeah. And his, uh, first like YouTube videos and how terrible they were. And, uh, he's gone back and looked at them and kind of compared them to what he's doing today. Have you done that? No, I haven't yet. It, it makes me nervous. Yeah. I've thought of it. I haven't done it because that makes me nervous. I will at some point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could see how it can make somebody nervous, but you know, it's, it's, Growth is important, and I think the more you do something, the better you get at it. And how many episodes do you have of your FemPro podcast now? Do you know? Um, we are around 30. 30. Awesome. Um, and the She's Killing It, about the same or so less? We have is that newer? 10 episodes on the first season of She's Killing It, and we are in production for 
season two. Production. That sounds serious. It is. Okay. It, it is a whole thing. Um, like there is an outline. Um, we've, we're very intentional about doing that one. Um, a project that was supposed to be three months ended up taking us an entire year because mm. we, that one we're like, we, we want to do this right. Yeah. Like we wanted to make sure, because with what we are talking about, you know, the secrets behind being a serial entrepreneur, we had to be on our game when we were recording that. So if we weren't feeling it the day that we were supposed to record, we pushed it off and didn't record that day. We waited until we were feeling up to it again. So it ended up taking a year to record. That's awesome. Um, and, but it, but you got it done. And we got it done. You got plans for season two already? Yes. Awesome. Um, so if you could go back to your 18-year-old self and give yourself uh, advice that you would have today, um, what, would you, what would you say to that person? 18-year-old um, Deb. So 18-year-old Deb would have been a year in business already. Mm. <laughs> I graduated a year early from high school so that I could start my first business. Um, I would tell her just keep, keep going at it. Like, don't give up. There were so many times that I wanted to listen to society, which was saying, you have to go to college if you want to be successful. Even though I knew in the back of my head where I was like, yeah, I don't know. I think I can do it without it. Mm -hmm. I did the whole college thing. Um, but I would definitely tell her, just listen to your gut and just keep pushing forward. Didn't 18-year-old Deb know that? I did. It's that I didn't trust listening to myself yet. Okay. Well, it's definitely impressive uh, what you've accomplished and uh, the audience that you have and um, such a short time. So um, is there any questions that maybe we didn't go through that you wish I would have asked? I don't think so. I think we covered like everything. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you coming in today, Deb, and it was really great to know you. How could somebody get in touch with you if they wanted to go through business coaching or maybe learn learn from you as a uh, female uh, entrepreneur? The two best ways would be fempro-society.com or debolivieira.com. It was really great to get to know you and um, hear about your, your story and how you've uh, helped people. Um, and uh, thanks so much for sharing that and coming in today and um, sharing it with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Deb. Thank you for watching this episode of the Small Talk Podcast with the Smalligan Real Estate Team. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and check out our earlier episodes.